Hi guys, it's Udos and welcome to the Udo Show. Today I have a very special guest. Her name is Nikki Giavesis and she's an author, author, I can talk, entrepreneur and uh, social media influencer. She also manages celebrities and influencers and all kinds of stuff. You guys need to really check her out. But thank you so much for joining me today on my show with me, Udos. <laughs> <laughs> I love everything that you're doing. Like you're always like working and doing stuff and it's really commendable. I know like you like always have your foot in the different things and, you know, always progressing in some kind of way. Uh, but today you and me, we're going to talk about healing and relationships and um you know what you should kind of look out for in relationships and what both you and me kind of experienced in um you know love relationships so what what do you think started you know your whole healing process and figuring out oh my god I need to work on myself and I need to heal myself Oh boy. Wow. Just jump right into it. Okay. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Um, I think I started when I first moved to LA, I jumped right into a relationship. I didn't know what love bombing was at the time, but like the guy met me that night at a Grammy party and the next day he went and filed for divorce. So he like tried to jump straight in and very quickly I realized I wasn't happy, but I I didn't know what love bombing or narcissists were at the time. I just realized I was losing myself. Mm-hmm. So once I find it was so hard to end that relationship because I think the more you want to end it, the more they want to like frantically hold on because a lot of them kind of want to do the discarding. So when you're the one that's like, I don't want this anymore. They're like, Oh hell no, you can't leave me. Yes. So it took four years. Mm-hmm. So after that, I was like, I'm going to be single, work on myself. I started doing all like heal. I started doing Reiki healing modalities. I studied hypnotherapy. I just studied NLP, EFT, like all all kinds of things to figure myself out. Like, why would I attract that kind of person? Mm-hmm. That was the start of it. But then <clears throat> I think because I stayed single so long, you almost have to get like relationship savvy. So I think the more you date versus the more you isolate, it gives you more discernment. So the more I would isolate and be like, no, I'm not dating. It would make me more vulnerable to the next person who was like, a, I would say an emotional predator who would come along and be like, oh, I'm everything you've been looking for. You're my soulmate. You're my twin flame, blah, blah, blah. And so I met another one. And after this past one, who was, I think, probably the worst one because he came under the guise of being super spiritual, the like... (laughs) The emulation of supposedly everything, like, you would think is your soulmate. It's like, oh, my God, I loved you since I first heard your voice. You know, the whole thing, jumping Mm -hmm. straight in. And I started realizing the actions didn't match the words. So then I was like, okay, there's still something unhealed in me. So I broke that off. And that was hard, too. Mm -hmm. And then I started therapy. And then I started different modalities of healing. So then I started unraveling the layers. And even today, I did a session. I'm like, okay it all stems back to my childhood. (laughs) And so it's like, you go back to the traumas back and you're like, ah, it's that. Mm -hmm. So once you feel that core issue, which for me was seeing my parents be that way. Yes. So my dad was abusive towards my mom. He was a narcissist. My mom was an empath. She was very, very, very giving and like overly nice. And I think as much as I didn't want to emulate that, I did. Yeah. And I think a lot of, a lot of people, whether they're women or men or boys or girls, I think there's so many people going through all this. And I was just saying this to someone else that I wouldn't personally want to get into a relationship with anyone unless that person has completely worked on themselves too. And obviously with me, like I'm working on myself, I've been working on myself, but it's an ongoing process. It's like, you know, I'm reading the books and, you know, talking to people and, whatever you can do to work on yourself, you need to do it. But then the other person needs to do it too. So let's say you go into a relationship. If that person haven't worked on themselves, it's kind of like you're wasting your time anyways, because you might get certain things now at this stage of your life, but then they won't get it unless they do the work too. So it's kind of like defeats the whole purpose of being in a relationship, you know? Right. Because you're sharing a reality, but you're coming from totally different perspectives. So 
when they can't even see the, the same reality as you, they can't even comprehend what you're trying to convey is like, this is what my standards are. And these are my boundaries. And if they are not there, you can't put them there. They have to go through the work themselves. But what you just said is awesome because yeah. I just told a girl that today and she was considering going back to a guy that was not, I mean, he, uh, narcissists are like very, I don't know, that's a topic lately. I don't know if it's because of COVID and lockdown and there's like much more prevalence of that, but I told her <laughs> it's crazy. They're like locked in. So they, they're all coming out now. Like, the tr- like we got, we got you trapped. It's time to get you. Yeah. I told her from the session I did because it was like healing the heart wall and I healed like all like all the layers down to childhood. And I was like, maybe you should go back to this guy. I don't know. But I was like, if I would recommend you at least have him do this session so you can know what his issues are. So if you're willing to work with him, you know what his traumas are, you know what his triggers are. And then you can be like, hey, you're acting like this because of that. So if he's like emotionally intelligent, he can do something about it if he's ready. Mm-hmm. And also like, make people really earn getting in the relationship. Don't let them jump in anymore. So it's like, yeah, figure them out, do a little bit of a background check because I found out after I got rid of the last person, they had a really bad felony background. I'm like, from now on, I'm going to background check first. I'm going to have these standards first. Like, yeah, make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. But what's so tricky about the whole background check and all this other stuff and, you know, like, I'm sure you and me, everybody, we've been told, oh, how, you know, how are you going to have a loving, trusting relationship if you started off with not trusting, you know, and right. who's going to want to be in a relationship with you if you already set it off with like not trusting someone, right? But yeah. the tricky part is like, the the times right now are so weird that it's almost like you have to do it. Because you have to protect yourself. And then let's say if you didn't do that, then you're going to get the flip coin of everything of, oh, well, what were you thinking? Why didn't you look into this? Why didn't you do a background check? Oh, my God, then you messed up because you didn't lay your guard down or you did lay your guard down. And now you're, you know, you're in this situation. So then the blame is, you know, put it back on you regardless. So, I mean, even with the whole like, you know, you telling someone, let's say you're in a relationship and you're like, oh, well, I don't want to be with someone that hasn't worked on themselves. Well, if it is a narcissist, for instance, they're going to go and so-called work on themselves just to get to what they want. So right. their motive shouldn't even be like, oh, let me work on myself so I can get the girl, get this or get the relationship or get, you know, whatever they're trying to get, Right. It has to be a motive that they want to work on themselves without any kind of other external like benefits, right? Yep. But that's the tricky part. <laughs> so like you got to just sit around and wait for like somebody to realize that on their own. And then somehow they have to meet you at a right time some somehow somewhere. And yep. both you and me, we don't do like, online dating because you know that's how you definitely will meet a bunch of psychopaths so yeah (laughs) now like especially these kind of guys a lot of guys will study you research you like you don't know how far back they've studied you just to act like your soulmate so like oh I've been waiting for you you're my soulmate because they've studied you so they can say all of the right words yeah pretend that you guys are twin flames you know it's been like oh my god you're the one I've been waiting for you but yeah, you're like soulmates and we had so many lifetimes together and <laughs> that's another one. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's crazy. And you're like and next thing you know, they have their name tattooed on their chest and then like they're moving in. Or they already moved in and you know you don't even know about it. You're just like gonna go home like Oh my god. <laughs> I had the same thing, but he put my name on his Wait, he did his neck and his arm. Yeah. And and then the and the two both moved in so fast. Like, oh, you're my soulmate. I've been looking for you for lifetimes. But it's like now that I look back, I'm like, this me would be like, dude, fuck off. Like I see right through yeah. this bullshit. So it's like as you do the work, you also kinda have more discernment on these kind of guys because it's like, dude, you're just like I see your history and red flag one, every ex is crazy. It's like, okay. Yeah. Tell me about your dating history. Every ex is crazy. 
let's talk to them or like, you know, let's, let's do some digging. What, what's the real story? It's not that you're the victim of everything and everybody else is crazy. Yeah. But don't, don't you find it kind of strange that most guys, they say that their ex is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What do you do? You're kind of like, that's it. Like this guy's a red flag. The whole thing is a red flag, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess (laughs) girl is crazy if they've broken up with them because like, how could you ever leave me? I'm, I'm amazing. I'm, you know, whatever. But it's true what you said, like in the beginning, you don't want to seem like you're being too inquisitive, but at the same time, it's to save yourself in the beginning by being supposedly too inquisitive. Yeah. And after being like, oh, I should have followed my intuition. But that's the funny part. Let's say, like, you know, you go to a um, dinner or something, and then the guy goes to a dinner, and both of you keep doing dinners for like six months, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, whether you're a woman or a man, you're both gonna like portray the best you, like, right? So mm-hmm. even if like you might have went or like like me, I know I went crazy before. I've been jealous. I've done all of the things that you do in relationships. I've been in all kinds of relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So you go on these, these these relationships and basically the guy's lying, you're lying, everybody's <laughs> lying. And then after six months or a year, like the, here comes the truth. You've been lying the whole time and both of you are not the people that you're claiming to be mm-hmm. because you want the other person to like you. So you're putting on your like best face or, you know, best foot forward, you know, but it's like, everybody's doing it and then after like a while the truth start coming out on both sides yeah and it's not gonna work so again it goes back to like you know both people need to work on themselves like I thought I read this book called anxiety and relationships mm-hmm. I don't know if you read it but you you should like check it out but I was like I read it and I, I was like, oh, like first I was like, oh, this book isn't really for me. It's probably more for my ex, right? Like, <laughs> and, then, and then I started reading it and then I was like, wait a minute. Like, I didn't know that I had like some of these traits that I had no idea about, right? Yeah. And then I realized, oh my God. And then my ex had these other traits and it has nothing to do with like, what they're intentionally trying to do like obviously they do certain things intentionally but like for instance it had like uh people that have abandonment issues they react in different ways right so some people they like cheat because Mm -hmm. they want to sabotage everything good that they have because they don't know how to have something good so they just destroy it before even gets anywhere good or as soon as it starts getting really good then they have to like destroy it right yeah or some other people they like have abandonment issues and they're like acting out with jealousy or like craziness but that's their way of doing things so now they're destroying Mm -hmm. things because they're like oh you know I don't want to like like they're getting too close now. So now I have to destroy it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's weird. Like I didn't even realize that that's what's going on with a lot of people. So a lot of people are doing stuff and they're not even knowing what the hell they're doing or why they're doing it. Yeah. So how are you going to know these things unless you like work on yourself and understand like, oh, this goes back to this or, oh, I see what's going on here, you know? Yeah. And like, and I feel like with women and men, we're like, it's kind of like women are kind of starting to understand certain things and looking into like, well, excuse me, a little bit of COVID. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> like they're looking into themselves and they're like, oh, well, why am I picking these kind of guys or what's going on with me? But then the guys are like, not really looking internally as much as maybe women are right now right Mm -hmm. so there's like this imbalance of like the male and the female energies and stuff like that like yeah so what do we do (laughs) like what where Uh, do we go (laughs) i think the introspection is important because once you realize your own issues you can also kind of help another person relate to theirs so it's like with the abandonment abandonment issues i had that and so now I know it's like because I lost a brother so young and it's like I had other issues from like actually two brothers passing when I was young. So I had super abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. And so with my first relationship, I told the guy that 
and he kind of like used that instead of like I think an evolved person who is like in their sacred masculinity would want to take anything that is your weakness or anything that does like maybe hurt you or you're sensitive with and they'll want to make that better and make sure that you feel safe and feel safe with them so it's like if a person takes your weakness and they try to exacerbate it and be like oh let me try to break you down and make you more insecure make you feel less than it's because they have not done the work so then it's like okay let's either get down to your core issues or you're not my person and be more willing to cut things off which for some people it's hard because women think like they in society it's like if you're in a relationship if you're married you're supposed that's like a factor of success but it's like sometimes you're single because you realize your value too and we kind of have to shift that narrative it's not like because you have a man you're successful because if you're having a man who's behind closed doors cheating and abusing you then are you winning just because you guys post you're so happy I don't think so that's that's another thing like with me in my situation I'm like I don't even want anything I don't want (laughs) anything unless it's gonna be something positive in my life like I really am I don't want anything I'm happy being by myself I I independent doing everything on my own I really don't need the drama I don't need the headaches and I definitely don't need somebody that's unhealed to come in here and sabotage anything you know so like but that takes a lot to be in that space to be like happy in just being alone and like not needing anything externally to like make you happy whether it's like money or a relationship or you know, certain things career wise or whatever, like materialistic things. Like I don't like none of that really does anything. It's just having that peace of mind is like it's worth more than a billion dollars, you know? Exactly. <laughs> but because I think that- a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. People are more focused on the popularity or the image versus the peace is like, is that person enriching me? And are they good for my mental health? Are they making me want to be a better person? Are they uplifting me? And are they like, you know, like kind of fitting the puzzle piece? Because if not, then they're taking away from you and they're taking your time, which you don't get back. So yeah. it's like, don't let them in unless they've earned the right to come. It's like, you're in the castle, you're the queen. And you're like, you have to earn the right to get, to come up here, having that standard. Yeah. But like, as far as like people on social media, like you said, like so many people they portray like oh my god I have the best this so like people go on these profiles and they're like oh my god they have the relationship they have that life and this and that and why do I not have it but it's not even what you think it is it's like they portray to be happy and we we don't know what's going on maybe they are happy maybe they're not but most likely like why are you needing to post all of this stuff to show off your happiness and sell this image of you yeah if you're really like happy because I know in my situation I I wouldn't even want people to be in my business and know anything about my personal life you know (laughs) yeah to protect it but like you it's like putting a target on your back because I realized in my last situation I did that because it was like he would act a certain way to get me to post him and so those were you know like in a I would say a toxic relationship there are ups and downs so in the honeymoon phase they're being the nicest so then I would post him out of maybe guilting me or or just kind of like coercing me to post things I didn't really want to post organically but I think some people do it because they're trying to get the validation like oh look they have the best relationship so it's like you kind of have to set your boundaries and be like I'm not gonna post you unless we're married like not just post any boyfriend because it's like they'll come and go and you don't know their ulterior motives for why they're wanting to get posted to have your audience see them some people are just wanting to climb the ladder and not only that but then like it doesn't work out then now you have to delete all these pictures and then the next guy is gonna come and then now you have to show this other guy and it's (laughs) I don't know it's just a lot of work when it comes to that so even some people on social media they're like insisting on having this relationship that they're actually miserable in but outwards they're like oh we're getting married now oh my god this is such an amazing relationship and the guy's like cheating the whole time and then then, you know but like 
they have the best wedding and the best wedding pictures and the best of the best. Everybody's there celebrating, but yeah. in real life, it's like they're not happy with this person, you know? So oh we're inundated with that with the media because it's like we see all the, I'm not going to say the celebrity names, but there's all these relationships that are getting thrown in our face, which we know are not necessarily good behind the scenes, but before their image, they're willing to say like, this is my person. And we're seeing some of that stuff unravel and the truth come out. And it's like, yeah. oh, wow, what the heck are you guys doing just to like supposedly have the power couple, but you're really not at all. You really have it's a horrible relationship. So the message is like, don't pay attention to whatever you see online. It's not yeah. at all what you think it is. And don't yeah. feel bad that you're single or maybe you're in a relationship and like, you know, you're comparing yourself to other people on social media. It's not going to really help. Um, um, but what's important, I think, is just to be at peace with yourself and like not needing relationships or anybody else to come in and do anything and then if they do then you're so much at peace with yourself that you could just walk away from it easily and just say you know what I love myself I respect myself I respect my life and I don't deserve this get out you know yeah but like boundaries what's so tricky too though it's like when you have relationships it's about like compromising too so at what point do you compromise and at what point is it like hey, fuck off, like, you're, like, in my space, like, this is my stuff, you know, like, I don't even know, because I think in order for a lot of relationships to have worked the way mm -hmm. they did in the past is that women are putting up with a lot of BS, you know, and now yeah. women aren't wanting to put up with a lot of BS as they did before, right, exactly. so you see all these older relationships, oh, the wife, like, dealt with the cheating and with the this and this and the guy like spent all their earnings on gambling addiction or you know you hear yeah. all these crazy stories and the woman stayed and it's like you know now they have this successful marriage but is it really successful do you really want to live like that you know it's no I think, I think that's realizing, like it's bullshit you know yeah but I, I hate that that's the example we're, we're seeing because say you saw that kind of love and you saw that your parents were like in a partnership, but they didn't really love each other. Like I see people that are like 60 years old or 80 and they, you can tell they're in love. It's not just like I'm, I'm enduring being around this person. So yeah. it's like, if you don't see that example from your parents or whoever, or people are settling. It's almost like, I think me and you are at the place where it's like, I'm already so good in my own space. Like I already don't want to let someone in. <laughs> like it has to really be a reason like come into my world. So if you're just going to put up with yeah. some, like a bunch of crap, yeah, that's, that's literally taking you away from your purpose and your, and your peace, your happiness, your time that you can put in other places. Yeah. It's so I'd rather not to even deal with anything than to just, you know, but that's what's so funny. Like, <laughs> would you rather be at peace and be a, alone or like be in a relationship and then, you know compromise here and there I don't know like honestly at this point I'm like I'd rather not even deal with anything and just <laughs> <laughs> you know it's yeah. just to me it's just so much of a headache like you know and then you know with me I went through the whole iCloud hack leak and then oh here comes yeah. a new person and now the new person is not gonna understand so now I gotta explain all this all over again because this person doesn't have the mental capacity to understand that I was a victim of something. Right. And even if they did, then maybe their family is not, or they're like friends and somebody else is bringing up all this BS. Right. Yeah. And I can like literally scream on top of my lungs. Like this is what it is. But if they can't grasp that whole like idea mentality, it's like, well, what, why am I even wasting my time explaining anything, you know? Right. So also, it's also you don't because I just had the hacking happen to me, too. And it, it makes you feel like so vulnerable because it's like, you know, someone hacks into your device or, or whatever it is. And they see all of your personal things. And I had the person was tracking me, like stealing data, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's like you also don't want to carry that into the next situation. You want to start with a clean slate because it's like if you start off like here's my baggage. Mm hmm it almost could set a precedent for someone who wasn't even thinking it to kind of 
possibly emulate the bad stuff. Whereas yeah. you start with a clean slate and you're kind of like, oh, I have no baggage. Like the other thing I was going to say is my friend, um, she said what you said, when you date someone, someone can leave on a mask for the first three months. Yeah. So they can, they can portray whatever, but with five, six months, their mask is off. So yeah. you, you kind of get to hopefully hold your feelings. Cause you do want to be like, oh my God, I just fell in love at first sight. But that's not so realistic in the long run because it's like, you need to know who the person is because it could be the Tinder swindler. And it's like, okay, he knew all the right things to say. Yeah. But he said, so who knows who else? Well, like most people know what the right things to say because they're trying to get the person to like them. Like mm-hmm. everybody does it, right? So let's say, for instance, if I like uh, went crazy with an ex-boyfriend because I found out he cheated on me or something, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to go first date and be like, oh, yeah, I just broke up with this guy and he cheated on me. So I went crazy. <laughs> and like, you know, like, oh, wow, your ex-girlfriend is crazy. Oh, my God. Like, that's horrible. You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, you're a victim, you know, like, that's usually how the relationships kind of carry on. And here you go. You're like, the whole bad circle kind of thing is like emulating again. And you're starting all over with the bullshit. And it's here we go. Like, So that's why I'm like, I think it will be more interesting to go on a date and that person is honest and you're honest and you're just there for dinner and basically you're just going to go home and be like, yeah, fuck this, you know? Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'd rather have someone be honest, but it's so stupid that you're just like, oh yeah, like I don't want anything with this person and they're going to be like, I don't want anything with this person. And it is what it is, you know? Because you go from that chemistry, but that chemistry could be something that's like, unresolved from childhood so it's like familiar that energy so it's like oh it feels like I know you like it oh it must be another lifetime we've known each other because it's like that familiar energy yeah so it's it's almost like don't jump into your emotions I mean let's it's hard to say like keep a guard up because you don't want to but just like have discernment like interview them get to know them let their actions match their words and yeah like over time you'll see especially if you have people in common or you could ask other people because if they say oh, i've been a victim of this person that person my ex did this and that then it's like okay let me check into your background something doesn't add up if you're always a victim and then you want to jump in as an empath and you're like well let me save you all all these people have been so bad to you let me help you yeah me- meanwhile to the next person they might say now that you're the villain in their story so it's exactly. like it perpetuates And what about like, uh, as far as like, for instance, you're in a relationship now, right? Well, maybe not you're in a relationship, but let's say you're dating this person, right? Yeah. And you're trying to still figure them out. Yeah. But should you be intimate with this person? Because we know like sometimes you're being intimate can make you more attached to this person. (laughs) And, uh, you know, since you're attached, then it's going to be harder for you to leave them if you find out like, oh, my God, this guy's been cheating or this person's been or lying or cheating or whatever. They, they've been doing all these crazy things. And now you're finding out the truth about them. So if you're intimate, yeah. it might be harder for you to leave. So that three months, six months, do you just not get intimate with this person? Like, what do you do? <laughs> That's funny because they have the book with the three month rule and they basically say, don't be intimate for that first three months. But I think the problem with that is they can put on any mask for three months or longer while they're sleeping with whoever else. And so they can finally sleep with you. So once you sleep with them, then you exchange the energy, the oxytocin, you feel the love feelings. You've already waited so long. It's become more special in your mind because you've been the one waiting. Mm. Uh, They could be having sex every day. So to them, it's just like whatever. And so it's like, you're taking the intimacy as something more sacred and you have to make sure that the other person is too. Yeah. Which is again, making sure their actions match their words, which is hard because you can't put a private investigator on them (laughs) to make sure that, Oh, I'm celibate. And then they leave and they like actually are like going to do Coke and have sex with like five girls in a night. You know, like there's some people who have like the whole double life. I mean, would it be, I mean, since we have to go through all of these steps now, would it really be a bad idea to get a private investigator on each person? Or like, I feel like 
if I had to do all that, then I don't even want to even try to be with anyone, right? Right. And also, think about all the money you have to spend on, like, getting private investigators. Like, <laughs> what a headache, you know? So yeah. why even bother? Like, if you have to go through all these steps to figuring people out, wait for three months, wait for six months, see if their uh, words match up, see all the warning signs of, like, why even go through it at all? Like, it's just better just to give up, I feel like. <laughs> it sounds so tiring already, but it's like, step one, I think is if you are considering the person, I realized from the last person, if I would have seen the background check, and I would have seen all the assaults on all these women and all of this like drug history and all of this like just violent behavior and thefts and crimes. Mm-hmm. I would have known, even though my heart was like, oh my God, this is my person. I would have been like, oh, my intuition, which is also saying, don't trust this person. My intuition is right. Yeah. So sometimes like we're afraid to honor our intuition. We're afraid because we're like, oh no, that can't be true. And we try to give people the benefit of the doubt. But what you're saying is how I feel right now too. Cause it's like, you can have so much fun living your life, working, creating, traveling. The person is just like the cherry on top. It's not like it's necessary because you do have to adapt to that person and put a lot of energy into them. So it's almost like at this time, like why, why there's no reason to settle unless some guy comes in and he's everything and more. And it's obvious, like why settle? Yeah. Or why even deal with any of it? Like, (laughs) You're still like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in that space, you know, like I, I just been through it. So I just like, like, what's the point, you know, like, yeah. unless, like you said, it's someone that worked on themselves that, you know, gonna be on the same kind of level mentally and spiritually and all the other stuff and not pretend, you know, any of these things like, and mm-hmm. you, can, you can find out now since you like did a lot of re- research, like, I'm going to be like asking people about all of the books and like steps, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. what did you learn about this? Okay. Well, what chapter was that? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just playing, but like, I don't know. I just feel like it's just like such a headache when it comes to all that. So I rather spend my time focusing on things that I know is like, you know, gonna work out basically, you know, yeah. than, than like, spending all this time and just nonsense. Like the, that energy is going to be lost over nothing, you know? Yeah. I think that's the biggest issue is that you lose so much time and that focus from yourself. And it's almost like you have to rebuild from less than or at square one to get back to where you were before you met that person. So it's almost like you got thrown off your life path. And then now you're on a different life path or something, but it's like, you don't get that back. And then another thing is sometimes your intuition is so strong. Yeah. That, you know, you just see stuff right away and then you're just kind of like, you know, it kind of sucks sometimes because you're like, oh, wow, I already knew this, but you kind of want to hope like, oh, it's not like that because... (laughs) If your intuition is right all the time, which it is, yeah, then you know nobody ever comes into your life, <laughs> like, right? Because I've you're right about that. everyone, because yeah. you're just like everything is like, oh no, this person did this, or like, oh, I can tell this person is like that, or you know, mm-hmm. you just know certain things, and then how are you ever going to have somebody in your life if you're just, you know? Well, it minimizes the dating pool options for sure, because I noticed too, like in this past situation, my intuition was to block them before I ever met them. Cause I was like, this person seems like they're pretending to be spiritual, but I also see like this party side yeah. that doesn't line up. It's like, there's two people, there's two personalities. Yeah. And then my biggest lesson was I should have followed my intuition and I kept repressing it or being like, no, no, no. Cause you don't want to be jaded and you do want to be optimistic and you don't want to be like, oh. I'm assuming the worst about you because I've seen these patterns and these red flags, but the red flags really need to be looked at and you do need to protect yourself and be like, I'm following my intuition. You can earn my trust, but I'm not just going to give it to you. Yeah. I think the red flags are right there at the beginning all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like now that you know so many different type of red flags, you could see easier than if you're like younger and you're learning all these things. And yep. them out, you know, like um, 
there's a lot of traits that are right there in the beginning and like a lot of keywords that people say or actions that they do and you're just like uh that's a red flag but like I said if you never kind of let your guard down from the red flag then everybody's a red flag and that's it basically like that's Uh what I feel like like it's like if I just like oh yeah this is a red flag that's a red flag then whoever will ever be in my life at this point, you know, everybody has some kind of red flag at some point, right? Like, like, that's what it feels Mm -hmm. like. I know, like, it's not always the case. But I obviously, there's a lot of bad people and like weeding all of those bad people, there's going to be more bad than good, right? I mean, that's what I'm assuming, right? I don't know. So I don't think it's wrong, though, because I'm noticing, especially since like, the pandemic there's been like an uprising of people who have dealt with all these toxic relationships so it's like it doesn't matter what race sex height weight age Mm -hmm. everyone has been seeming to be dealing with a lot of these kinds of like predatory people like they're all like a I don't know if they're romance scammers or emotional predators but they definitely go after people that they think might have some vulnerabilities or who will be forgiving or who knows what but it's yeah. like, I'd rather take the time to vet the person and, and err on the side of caution than to be like, oh, I'm going to trust you and jump in and lose a year. Yeah. So where are you or longer. now in your life? Are you like wanting that person or are you kind of like, oh, I'm over it? If it happens, whenever it happens, if it ever happens, you know, it will <laughs> happen. But if not, then whatever, I'm okay, you know? Yeah. The pressure is off for me because it's like, I've done so much healing. I'm so happy at the place where I am. Yeah. And it's like, I've learned that I've literally, even today I did a healing session and I've literally forgiven. And I put myself into the perspective of like, it sounds like so weirdly metaphysical, but I was like, say we are, are all created and we're all like connected. So say I was like basically coming from the other person's perspective mm. I just found a way to heal and forgive each person to like truly detach and let them go. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, all I want to really focus on is my family, my career, like my self betterment, my future, all of my dreams and goals and aspirations to where there's not room for like a full-time guy because there's so much I want to do, but I've gone on great dates. I've, I've gotten more like a, a, a better radar (laughs) but until I meet the person who like checks all the boxes for sure without any doubts because I don't if I have any inclination to have a distrust then I'm I'm not going to be like okay this is the guy yeah so I have gone on dates but I haven't jumped into anything I'm not I'm not ready to jump into anything until it's the dark I mean I'm having another grandbaby in a couple months so my focus right now is family work create travel enjoy life and that could be down the road and congrats on the ground too but like you already had the kids you had the stuff like you know you tried the relationships you're already at the stage in your life where you're like okay I have this like imagine like if you're wanting to be a mom and you have to find the guy and now like you know, you're like, okay, I have to get in a relationship and get married and get have kids. And I think a lot of people, they don't realize that that's not a necessity, like, like the way it was before, like, I think um, everybody's goal in life, especially if you're a woman is to get married and have kids, right. Mm -hmm. And I think if you already kind of experienced those kind of settings where you had those kind of relationships or you had the kids or whatever, then you start realizing like, oh, wow, it wasn't all that it was cracked up to be. And, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people don't don't know, like, you don't need any of that. Like, you just got to be fine on your own. And in order to even have that, you should be fine on your own, then have that. So so you could even be better for your kids right so it's it's just like a whole like thing that nobody even explains or nobody even talks about because it's so like so delicate you know especially when it comes to women but if you look at women women are like not wanting to have kids the way they did before or getting married they don't even care anymore yeah so now they're coming up with all these abortion laws 
like uh-huh. like trying to make women have kids well you can't do that you know like it's crazy yeah. it's crazy so yeah i'm noticing a lot of that kind of stuff so like women are like not caring as much as they used to you can't control women with women with wife and kids and marriage and yeah. the fairy tale because we realize it doesn't exist <laughs> you yeah. know but honestly like the mindset you're in and the mindset I'm in and a lot of women is like we did used to live in a matriarchal society where we were the ones that were worshipped the men were used kind of like for labor and for sex and they weren't like oh I need to find a husband like that became indoctrinated into us once they wanted to like have people get married so they could tax women and there was a whole reasoning behind making marriage be so important and like putting so much programming into making it and so now it's like that programming is unraveling. It's like, maybe you want to have a kid without a guy because you got, you have to deal with his parenting style too. So what if you don't want that? So yeah. maybe you have a baby and you don't have the guy to interfere with what you want to teach or to bring any, cause you don't want your kid to see fighting. So it's like, yeah, you don't have to have a husband. You don't, or if you don't want to have a kid, you don't have to have a kid, but it's like so much more freedom now than like even a decade ago, the expectations were crazy on women. But do you know that 87% of households are mainly single mothers right now? I believe that. And that's horrible because it's like, what's happening? Because it used to be what, 50% of people are getting divorces. And then I heard the divorces rose after COVID because people had to be stuck with each other and be like, okay, I don't want this at all. So it's like now times have really escalated to 87. So pretty soon it's going to be all mainly like single moms like so basically if anyone is listening to this and you're a woman if you're gonna have a kid you're gonna basically most likely end up being a single mom sooner or later right Mm -hmm. so maybe not right away right like but it can happen after a couple years or whatever 87 percent is a very big percentage like that's like pretty much 90 percent which is pretty much all of it (laughs) you know like so and just the expectations should be like there like just so you know like okay if you're gonna be with a guy you might be in love and you think oh this is not gonna happen to you or whatever Mm -hmm. which is great it could not you know maybe you work it out maybe you're one of those you know lucky people that don't have like a failing marriage or relationship or divorce or whatever right and you don't end up becoming a single parent. And who knows, maybe this guy's amazing or this person is amazing. And then they're actually helping out uh, with the child and which is also great, you know, because there's still like parents, you know, men, women, whatever that are helping out, even if the other parent is single. But we're talking about mainly single mothers like that's a big percentage You know, like, so it's kind of like interesting for me, like, oh, wow, like, uh, why is the percentage so big? And what's going on with men and women that there's kids, but there's not a lot of responsibility with the, you know, households and all that kind of stuff. That's, I mean, that's just wild. Because when I was pregnant, uh, all right, I was in college. Mm-hmm. But it was so rare for there to be like a single woman having a kid. It was just like taboo. It was like scarlet letter. And now it's like just so prevalent. It's like what happened with society to make guys be like, I'm just going to walk away. Or like, what is that? Because I know like back in the days, there was like the Willie Lynch kind of factor where they taught like the slaves to like not to. It was like basically the break up the family scenario where they kind of ingrain that so now it's like obviously a new program where they're teaching guys you can make the baby but you don't have to stay and that I didn't even know that percentage so that's like yeah but it's like not even the I don't know I I honestly don't know what what made that but it's very interesting that 87 percent like mainly women I mean there's Mm -hmm. single parents that, that are fathers you know of course but this is mainly like women, right? So like, even though there is some men in there, 
still mainly women. So it's it's sad because it's like, you know, what's going on? Like, you know, both sides need to be better when it comes to these kind of situations. And it's still your kid, you know, like whether you want to or not. Right. So uh, that person is going to grow up and have, you know, these issues with not having this one parent around and, you know, and, you know, one parent could do everything in the world, but now they have to explain why the other person is not around. And obviously it's still going to hurt the the child. Right. So um, it's one of those things that you're just like, what's going on in society that this is happening. That's the big question. Because and if you think about it too, like you said, you, when you had your kids, it was, you were younger at the time and it was yeah. kind of like different or whatever to have it so young. Right. So yeah. now like women are waiting a long time before they even have kids. They're having kids later in life. Right. So yeah. now they're more like financially stable and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. But what's happening for the men to not want to be in the picture, you know, and it's like, you can blame women as much as possible if you want, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. this is a bad reflection on uh, the the fathers, you know. So, yeah, but how much you gonna? Blame? I wonder. Part of it is probably like they they feel emasculated because women are making more money, women are more powerful in a lot of ways that they didn't used to be, and women had they used to stay home and take care of the house, and the guy would make the money. And now that women can make the money, it's like if he's making less, he might, he might be resentful and he might cause all these problems. Like you said, because he resents you because you have more success. So he doesn't want to be like the nanny manny at home. He wants to like, all right, I'm going to cheat on you. I'm going to do something to sabotage this because I resent your success. Yeah. That that could be like a possibility too. It's, you know, It's like the male like or it's just ego kind of thing, you know, but, um, yeah. but it, it's good that we're talking about it because, you know, hopefully we can shed light on it and everybody can work on themselves and yeah. better themselves, whether, you know, you might be that person and you actually want to be in your um, kid's life or you want to change ways about yourself or whatever is the situation, you know, maybe better yourself with relationships do what I do now, like just being straight up, like if this happened and then that happened, you know, like yeah, just be straight up about it, you know, and then just kind of now, like I'm like I'm one of the victims of the iCloud Act. Like this is all online on me. Take it or leave it. If you're gonna bitch and whine about it, then you know whatever. Like you know, yeah. I really don't care. You know, so it's just one of those things where it's like what are you gonna do you know right but it's a sign that everyone does need the more we work on ourselves the more we have perspective of other people because when when you say that it's just like that's creating abandonment issues in the kids and making them feel some kind of like where am I lacking that my parent doesn't want to be here so that's not okay yeah Mm -hmm. you don't want that to happen because that's when you're in the most formative years is your childhood so if you're already feeling like I wasn't good enough because my parent didn't want to be here and that's a problem and it's like think about people more than yourself like there's a lot of, of like it's almost like we're in a narcissistic society because everyone's so focused on their appearance and image but it's like we have to still remember to think about other people and be compassionate and, and see where they're coming from and want to better them and not like cause a child to have lifelong issues because you were selfish yeah but do you think they like if they did that do they really even care to begin with Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> then we're back to square one. You know? <laughs> but I mean, hopefully they'll care some way, somehow down the line. Maybe they get older and they're like, oh, now my kid is old and yeah. they're successful. So let me go and, you know, <laughs> yeah. We have those kind of situations, who knows, like, but hopefully they realize before it's too late and, you know, kids are beautiful human beings that want to just love and they just want to adore you. So 
you being there for your kid is actually a good thing because it's like they're gonna love you forever you know yeah to me that's the important part of life like that's I have so much joy because when I was in a relationship I couldn't really see my family as much because that person was kind of like jealous of my family and me being around them so as soon as I could put all my love into being with my family and seeing my grandson it's like whoever doesn't realize that that's what life's all about and they're just so focused on the material world world or their image they're not getting why we're here like we're here for that connection for that love not for like oh my god I drive this car and I have this and that that's not what it's about yeah none of that matters so um as far as you like what are you working on and where can like everybody find you and uh, all that good stuff well my instagram is nikki giovesis official because I was hacked. <laughs> so someone <laughs> took my actual name. My So I finally got my YouTube back to Nikki G. Basis. Oh, wow. My website's coming. I finally got to get that name back. So it's like unraveling a lot of hacking, which is great. And my yeah. podcast will be coming back up because I did have only audio, but it's kind of be coming back with video too. And I have some clothing coming out and a bunch of fitness stuff coming out. So I'm excited. To, it's all about to be coming out for the summer. Hell yeah, I can't wait to see it. I'm gonna try some of the fitness clothes. Like, well, you gotta like train me and work me out or something because I'm like, oh, <laughs> I will do it all. I've been on it. Like, and I have the body shapers. So it's like, I do the training, the fitness, the nutrition. I have the cleanse that I've done, which like, I did it in a week. And people were always like, oh, did you get surgery? I'm like, no, like, I did the freaking cleanse, like, especially like cutting out certain processed foods. It will just like literally cut you where you need to be cut. So, wow. I will show you my. my- yeah you gotta tr- show me all the little tricks because i gotta get on it summer is coming yeah <laughs> it's time to like look fine and like t- turn everyone down just kidding yeah right look fine <laughs> and like leave everybody behind there you go that's the and just travel like i'm down to travel all summer besides yeah like, i want to travel i miss traveling it's like being stuck here with stupid covid you know yeah in yeah. this room it's stuck in one room for so long. <laughs> but yeah, fitness, getting outside, playing, just like being kids again. It's time to have fun. We've been locked up for two years. Right. I totally agree. So everybody go and follow her and check her out. And she's up to a lot of great stuff. So make sure you do that now. I'm going to have uh, all her links in the description. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for doing this with me, Nikki. I appreciate you. And thanks for being honest and vulnerable. All that good stuff. (laughs) You know I am. (laughs) Cool. So thank you for doing this. And then I'll talk to you soon. And then all that uh, good stuff. All right. Loved it. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.